You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, visit electronicmediacollective.com. I'm one of your hosts, Adam. With me online, as always, is Scott. How are we doing, Scott? Doing wonderful, Adam. Doing great. Uh, things are better. I want to say to our fans and our listeners, thanks everybody for the concern. But we're all good here. We're all good. Yeah, I was going to ask how you feeling. You know, it's been a week oh, since you announced that you had COVID. Perfect, yeah, you good? I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had about a 36-hour period where I was shitting my brains out. Good lord. That that was, yeah, that was not good. <clears throat> I had a little bit of uh, trouble breathing, but, uh, you know, I'm relatively young and relatively healthy, so I bounced back. But I could totally see why this thing is fucking serious, and it could definitely kill some old sick people, so. Yeah, there's, uh, there's, there's been some stuff going on. There's a lot of COVID tests going on in my family currently. Uh, my grandmother had to get tested again. My mother's uh, going to go get tested. My sister's been tested, waiting on her results. So, <laughs> yeah, Your grandma already had COVID. Yeah, so she did. And then there was a home health nurse that came to help her with something. And then after he left, he found out like a couple days later, oh, I have COVID. So, yeah. That's- she had COVID. Your grandma had COVID like six months ago. So they say you should be good for at very least three months. So she's kind of in that gray area where we don't really know if she's still susceptible or not. So it's better safe than sorry, I guess. She is currently sick now. Like, I I was talking to her and she's coughing a little bit and she doesn't really feel too great. So I'm like hoping that's just like a minor cold or something like that. That's kind of what I'm hoping for. But who knows this fucking Mm -hmm. thing. (laughs) So... Again, I'm coughing. Doesn't mean I have COVID, but maybe I do. Who the fuck knows? Um, but I don't. F- I feel great. I'm drinking some uh, apple rum, and I'm ready to fucking go. Let's do it. Guess what I was drinking? I, I'm actually out, and I'm very disappointed. I was drinking some Lone Star beer. I don't think I've ever had Lone Star. Yeah, I, I didn't know you could get it in uh, like the Pennsylvania, Ohio area. It's the national beer of Texas, because Texas likes to pretend it's its own country. So Didn't they say recently, I think I was reading something, that uh, I think it's Supreme Court turned down like the a lot of like the election fraud things that was going on, and so Texas is all pissed off, and they were talking about, oh, yeah, you know, you can't do anything with Texas, and we're going to, you know, we're going to make our own country, blah, 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 all this shit. How many years does Texas say... We're going to succeed from the United States and be our own thing. That happens. It seems like it happens a lot. Yeah, it happens like all of the years. <laughs> yeah, it does. But now it's just it's just comical. Uh, but whatever. Yeah, the Supreme Court, the state of Texas uh, filed a lawsuit trying to throw out the election results. And it went to the Supreme Court, which is conservative controlled. And they shot that shit down. So yeah, yeah, what, whatever, whatever. It is what it but, is. But yeah, but Lone Star beer, man. I, I had never had it before. I, I think I've talked about it on the show. I when I was a kid, I was a really, really big fan of uh, like I think it was like Friday nights, at, like after midnight on TNT or TBS. There was a show called Joe Bob Briggs Monster Vision. I've heard of it. Yeah, and it was this guy, Joe Bob Briggs, and he just, 
he was just like the host of a show and they played like bad B monster movies. As a kid, I couldn't get enough of that shit. And he actually has a new show, newer show, I should say, on Shudder on the streaming service. It's called uh, The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs. And anyway, he drinks the Lone Star beer. That's kind of his shit. He plays a character and he's like this big hillbilly redneck guy and he sits out in front of like an airstream trailer and he just throws back some lone stars so i had some lone star snow it's pretty pretty gnarly dude was loving it what is it what kind of what is it like for somebody who's never had it before is it kind of like a yingling or is it kind of like an ipa or is it kind of like a a bud light or is it kind of like what like what's it like it's none of those. It's none of those. It it's it reminded me of like a Budweiser. It's not a uh, light beer. It's not a light beer. It's also not an amber lager like a Yingling, and it's certainly not an IPA. It is just a very cheap. It was six dollars for a six pack. Yeah, so it's uh, like a dollar a beer. Yeah, a dollar a beer. That's man. some cheapo stuff right there. It really is, and it's it's just a cheap cheap beer. I was just excited to see it. I was actually, I'm breaking the law. I was crossing state lines. We're not supposed oh, to do that. Calling the cops. We live. We live in Pennsylvania, but I was right over. We live right on the Pennsylvania Ohio border. You could throw a rock from where you are and probably have it landed. Where my house is? Oh my god! I know. I know. I could actually stand in my yard and dr- hit a driver, drive a golf ball across straight li- state lines. And I'm not a very good golfer. That just shows you how close I am. But yes, I crossed over the state lines and I went to a, a shop and save. And they had they had the beer there. They had Lone Star. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm like, $6 for a six-pack? I'll take two. I uh, I went to the liquor store last night. And I, cause I wanted to stock up a little bit. So I went to the grocery store, picked my things, a few things. Because I'd heard that... Governor Wolf was going to be shutting things down again. They, he's only going to shut, as far as I know, the restaurants and bars, think, places where you go to sit in and hang out. Um, mm-hmm. So, but who knows what's next down the road? Maybe you know, liquor stores and things like that, and certain other stores might have to close too. Who knows? So yeah, because liquor liquor stores are state run in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Yeah. So he does have the power to push a button and close those down exactly so So i decided to do a little stocking so i bought two bottles of rum just to be safe and then i came home and i realized when i opened the cupboard i am stocked and ready to fucking go i (laughs) currently in my cupboard i have half a bottle of this apple rum that i'm drinking another bottle of the same apple rum a different bottle of rum a bottle of vodka a bottle of wine and in the fridge i still have that case of icy light that you gave me when i moved in i haven't drank that yet Oh, wow. I am stacked and ready to go. Yeah, you are, sir. I'm going on vacation in uh, like a week, so I've got two weeks off from work. I'm not going anywhere, but I'm staying here, so i got to do something. So I'm going to play Assassin's Creed and Cyberpunk and drink. That's pretty much it. It sounds like a very good staycation, if you will. It kind of is. I'm ready to relax. I'm ready to do it. Um, we got a we got a big show planned. We got a bunch of things we want to talk about. Some movies, some stuff going to Disney. So let's mm-hmm. get started. But before we get going, I had a, I had a thought, and I want to see what you think about this. Now, what I'm going to say, it's going to sound controversial. It's it's just hear me out though. Listen to me. Hear me out. Here here here's your bro. Hear me out. In the year of 2020, it's very easy to be a woman. And I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. It's not, you know, there's a lot of like discriminatory stuff that's going on in the workplace and this and anything. And I agree with you. I agree with you. There's a lot of that going on. But I was uh, perusing social media stuff and just kind of being bored and everything like that. And I realized that women today have it incredibly easy to make money through sites such as OnlyFans and other sexually explicit sites. Oh, here we go. You're listen, back on that OnlyFans. Listen, but listen, like. You, as a woman, even if you don't want to, like, take your clothes off and perform sexual acts and stuff like that, you can go as little as selling pictures of your feet. And men will pay for those pictures. Like, all you gotta, you don't even have to, like, you don't even have to be, like, a pretty person. Like, as long as you, like, throw, throw some, like whatever like makeup stuff and paint your toenails and crap like that on your feet you can do do as little as that and make like a decent living doing that and i was thinking about that and i was like i can't do that like 
I'm a I'm a big fat guy. I cannot like do any of that nonsense. I don't even have good looking feet that I can fake it. Like, you know what I mean? There's a lot of women that are like during this. And it was it was proven a lot in 2020 when the quarantine and everything like that happened. A lot of women made a decent living, and actually some women quit their jobs and switched careers altogether. Thanks to sites like OnlyFans, where they don't even have to really, like, be in regular porn and have sex with other guys. They just have to wear, like, skimpy bikinis and, like, and like just talk to people and put up pictures and videos and charge, like, 20 bucks a month or some crap like that. Like, there's a lot of women that are making... I can't do that shit. Nobody wants to see me in a bathing suit, that's for damn sure. As we said in the last episode, I got a voice for radio and a face to fit it, too. Okay, well, uh... I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say a couple things here. I don't necessarily disagree with you. Um, I very much support if you are an adult, if you are a consenting adult, then I support you being able to do those endeavors. I I think we should legalize sex work. Yeah, I'm with you there too. Hundred percent. I, I think yeah. I know like. Nevada, it's legal. There's other places it's legal. I think it should be, you know, hey, we should open up the old whorehouses like in the Wild West, like the brothels, if you will. Like, why the fuck not? I mean, it needs to be regulated. We can't have people being exploited. But if you're somebody who wants to get down and, hey, by all means. And then the OnlyFans is kind of the same deal. If you got it, flaunt it. I'm all for that. I, I, I will say... If I was a female of average attractiveness, like like if I was a five or a six, you better believe oh, I would be 100%. doing some strange. I would be doing some strange for some change all over the internet. Bear in all mind, over that bear in mind, I didn't say that I disagree with it. I'm I'm complaining because I'm jealous because I can't do it. Like I'm jealous. I want to be able to do some shit like that. You know, there's always a market, Adam. I, I, you just got you just got to tap into the right the right vein. You gotta, you, okay, well, OnlyFans. Yeah, FYD saying, supports. I'm just saying there are pl- tons of women that in 2020 during the quarantine figured out they could make a career change and they make way more money doing that than they did doing their other shitty job. But even sure. like as you said, like a five and a six. Imagine you're like four, five, or six. And you're working like a part-time job. You come home for an hour. You take pictures of your feet, or like take pictures of yourself in a, your average bikini you wear, and post them onto your OnlyFans for like that's like an hour's worth of work, and you're making a bunch of money doing that. That's amazing. Yeah. And I'm jealous. Yeah. More power to them. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was a weird thought that I had today. I was thinking that's, about that. And I was like, that's one. Of, that's an Adam thought. That's yep. an Adam thought right there. That's anyway, let's get into the stuff that people actually care about. Um, Disney had some announcements, didn't they, Scott? Oh yes, yes. Uh, so it wasn't the it wasn't the D twenty three Expo that we love on this show. It was a D twenty three Investors Expo or yeah. Investors meeting, and and they there's a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline in regards, especially Star Wars. But we got to see a lot of Marvel trailers. Uh, yeah, I, I was really excited about this. How about you, Adam? Um, I was pumped about it uh, when I heard about it. I didn't actually like go online and look at all the different stuff. Because, you know, Disney, they're always pumping out different things. And I knew that there was going to be a lot of Marvel mm-hmm. stuff coming down the pipeline. So I think I was more interested in the Star Wars stuff than I was about the Marvel stuff. Because I knew WandaVision was coming. They were making a Loki TV show, Hawkeye, mm. all that stuff. Um it was kind of like the Star Wars stuff I was really into. I did hear they announced that they're, they have plans to not recast Black Panther, which I think is really cool because it's kind of like a an, an ode to, to the great one that we lost this past year. So Chadwick Boseman? Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really cool. They're going to have to do something, though, because Black Panther was such a successful movie that they got to figure out something. Um, it's a comic book movie between different timelines and time travels and alternate universes and reincarnations and everyone can come back from the dead at some point so yeah they could they could they could do something uh, I, i'm in favor of having uh, princess shuri 
take over as Black Panther. That'd be cool. I'd be I'd, I'd be into that 100. Or she they could badass. or they could have a different Black Panther from an alternate universe. I mean, they could do they're, they're, it, It's unlimited what they have to do with this. So, but we know we're going to get a Black Panther too. We know it's it's coming. So. We'll see how they pull this one off. Here's an interesting thought, though, and I was thinking about it the other day because um, we've been talking about it a lot. What if they decided to – because we know that they're going to be entering the multiverse with the new Spider-Man movie, Doctor Strange. Oh, Open yes. up things up and we're going to see Tobey mm-hmm. Maguire come back. We're going to see Andrew Garfield come back to reprise their old roles. It's already been announced that um, – the actor's name, I can never remember his name, that played Doc Ock in Spider-Man 2. Alfred Molina. Yes, he's coming back, so that's Yeah, he's be, in it. He was great. He was one of the best Spider-Man villains they had. Yeah. Yeah, the new Spider-Man, um, it's gonna have Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland, all as Peter Parker Spider-Man in the movie. That's amazing. Like you said, Alfred Molina, who was uh Doctor Doc Ock in Spider-Man two, he will be back in it as his role. We also will have Jamie Foxx, who was Electro. Um, he's going to be back in it. I'm less it, excited be, about that one. I love it, Jamie it, Foxx, but I'm less excited about that one. Yeah, but I just like that they're combining all the universes together. Uh, I'm excited to see uh, Venom. The Tom Hardy Venom verse is going to enter in, into it. That's going like, to be fun. It, it's going to be. It's going to be great, man. It's going to be. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Um, Michael Keaton's Vulture, he's yes. gonna be in it. He's gonna be like. There's so like it's putting everything together. Well, I and to that extent, I was thinking about it. And since they're gonna be entering the multiverse, I was wondering it'd be an interesting pick if they decided to bring Black Panther from another universe into the fold. But this mm-hmm. version of Black Panther is the Michael B. Jordan Black Panther. Like, let's say he was the Black Panther mm-hmm. in another universe. Like, you could bring Black Panther... Michael B. Jordan was great in the first Black Panther. He was an amazing... He was he was probably one of the most... Con- um, what's the word for it? He was probably one of the best villains that Marvel ever had. Because he was the one villain that was like, I'm not in it for, like, world domination. I'm in it to kind of, like, help people. Kind of like his whole motivation was like we got like black kids on the streets and we got black people all over the world that are suffering and we have all this technology like why aren't we like sharing it and why aren't we doing stuff with it like why aren't we helping out the world as a whole he was one of the best Marvel villains they've had so far honestly I I was never a huge uh, Killmonger fan in the comics but how they did Killmonger in the MCU with Michael B Jordan. I really liked it. So yeah. yes, I would yes. love to see him come back as like a different alternate Black Panther. That'd be cool. Um, but some of the Star Wars stuff they announced. Um, oh yeah, they announced the new Ahsoka TV show, which we kind of knew was coming because she made an appearance in Mandalorian. So we knew mm-hmm. when they announced Admiral Thrawn, when she said the name, we're like, up, oh, we're gonna get in a, we're probably gonna get an Ahsoka movie, which is cool. I'm excited for that. Yes, and uh, Rosario Dawson. Who Love played her. Ahsoka? Love she her. played Ahsoka, Ahsoka in the cameo in the Mandalorian, and she will be playing the role in the Ahsoka series. Um, and I wonder if the whole premise of that is going to be her basically hunting down Admiral Thrawn. Which, it's gotta be. It's gotta be. Which in uh, Rebels, last time we saw Ezra Bridger, he was taken by admiral thrawn so is ezra going to be coming into the live action universe because i fucking love him i that because i never saw as i said you didn't watch you didn't watch rebels i didn't watch too much rebels because i just i finished i wanted to finish clone wars before i watched Uh that one so (laughs) so now that you finished clone wars is that something you might go back and watch rebels maybe over the summer that's like a maybe over the summer kind of thing um it's pretty good is it it was yeah i I wasn't a big fan of the animation that much was not a huge fan of the animation um sorry i I, I got rid of the window um they're doing uh the new obi-wan obi-wan series which Uh, ewan mcgregor ewan mcgregor and um Hayden, Hayden Christensen. Christensen is going to be reprising his role as Anakin Skywalker, a.k.a. Oh, everybody, Darth Vader. Everybody's been chomping at the bit, bit to get Hayden Christensen back in the Star Wars <laughs> yeah. universe. I don't... I, 
I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, is he going to be taking his helmet off at any point? Like, his his voice is going to be the James Earl Jones voice. So, like, what is he? Is Hayden Christensen? Yeah, he's not going to be in the suit. There's no way they're J- going to have him in the suit all the time. Uh, James Earl Jones is also signed on to do these. So he's doing the voice of Darth Vader. He has to be. There's so, nobody yeah, that, else that can. Uh, yeah, well, no, he's already agreed to it. So he's going he's gonna to be doing it, which is awesome. Of course, Disney's going to get them. But I, but I uh, think my point is, like, why do we need Hayden Christensen at this point? It's a good question. I mean, maybe um, there'll be flashback scenes. We don't really know too much yet. This is the preliminary stages. They just announced this stuff. So so maybe maybe there'll be flashbacks or... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Or maybe it takes place at a different time. I don't know. Um, maybe. I mean, I'm with what they're doing with the Mandalorian. I have confidence. I guess. Right. Right. I'm, I love Hugh, Ewan McGregor, so I'm happy to see him come back to reprise his role as Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, they're doing Ranger the uh, Rangers of the New Republic, which they don't. As far as I know, there's not a lot of information on what that's supposed to be. I'm hoping that it has to do with. Um, those two guys in the X-Wings that we keep seeing in Mandalorian every now and then, that company, uh, I can't remember their names, but one of them is the um, Asian guy that plays in, oh, what's that TV show called? It's, it's, he plays in the, the Asian show where he like runs like a Korean like convenience store or something like that. I can't remember it, but. I don't know. I don't know that show. It's it's pretty popular, but he plays one of the um, Republic troopers that you remember the uh, episode with the spiders. He was one of he was the Asian Republic trooper that was one of the X wing pilots. Okay, um, so maybe it'll follow them. I don't know. They're doing an Andor, which is a Cassian pre- Andor. Yeah, yes, which is a prequel series to Rogue One that follows Cassian and K K or K two S O. I love Which K2SO. Is cool. Alan Tudyk is great. Alan Tudyk did the void of K2SO, and I, I'm excited. And he's and he's signed on to do it, too, so that's exciting. Uh, they're doing The Bad Batch, which I don't know if you saw this in Clone Wars. Did you see The Bad Batch in Clone Wars? Uh, I, I'm familiar with it, yeah. Okay. But, uh... Yeah, they're, they're a group of clone troopers that were weird, defective almost, but they used like, their special defect, uh, defects to become like super soldiers almost and they're like a special group of clone troopers from the clone wars that seems pretty cool is that going to be animated i don't i don't know the the article i pulled up doesn't say i imagined i mean it could be i i don't know they could they could do it live action i'd like to see it live action Me i think too. that'd I'd be pretty cool yeah action um, they're doing something called Star Wars Visions, which is a collection of a bunch of animated films that they're going to make. And each there's going to be different animated animation studios doing each one. So that'll uh-huh. be interesting. Um, Lando's coming back for an untitled Lando series. I mean, we saw at the end of um, Rise of Skywalker that Lando's going to be having a new adventure with what's-her-name, the, the chick that was also a former stormtrooper uh-huh. who lost her family as well. So... Um, they're doing the Acolyte, uh, which takes place in the High Republic, which I think is going to be interesting. I don't know if there's that much information about that one. There's not really a lot of information about most of these, but it's going to take place in the High Republic, I believe. There's so many. They announced so many shows. It's a ridiculous. It's supposed, from all I can tell, it's supposed to be a mystery thriller that takes place at the end of the High Republic. So... You know, we'll get something there. Here's one I'm not excited about, and I couldn't give a shit. A droid story. Who gives a fuck? Um, do you remember the old animated show called Droids? No. Oh, it was... I never heard of her. It was a guilty pleasure of mine. Yeah, this is apparently a, um, a story revolving around R2-D2 and C-3PO that are, uh, it's animated. They're supposed to guide a new hero. Couldn't care less. Um, they're doing Star Wars Rogue Squadron, which I'm excited about there. It is, I think it's a movie, actually is what it is. Um, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be following, uh, Rogue Squadron, a bunch of X-Wing pilots. That'll be fun. And there's one more, it's an untitled uh, Taika Waititi project. 
Oh, love me some Taika Waititi. Yeah, so. so, and the person doing Rogue Squadron is Patty Jenkins, who did Wonder Woman. She was director of the first Wonder Woman, so that'll be good too. Um, but that's it for the Star Wars stuff that they're doing. Yeah, that's exciting. That's very exciting. Uh, one thing I want to talk about briefly: they released the first trailer for the Marvel show Loki. Yes. Um, and you watched it. I thought it looked incredible. I think it looks so cool. Now, we saw during Endgame how Loki gets his hands on the Tesseract. Yeah, and he which, zaps himself which, away. Which is the Time Stone, right. So that basically means he can travel through time with the Tesseract now. And, and, and the opportunities are endless now. And in the trailer, which was such a good trailer, you briefly see a Chris Evans cameo where he's a young Captain America, not when he's old well, anymore. The the it's it. I mean, I I think it's also time stone, but it's a space stone. So I don't. Is that the one that can travel through time as well? It's the space thought, stone, which means you can teleport wherever you want. But I thought the Tesseract was the time stone. No, it's a space stone. You can travel you, wherever you want to go. In a wrinkle in time which is a completely different story. The Tesseract was time travel. Maybe it can time travel as well. I just know, because I looked it up real quick because I was wondering if it was that or not. It says it's the Space Stone. Okay, so it's the Space Stone then. It could the, the Marvel Universe could call the Tesseract something different than what they did in A Wrinkle in Time. A Wrinkle in Time is where a great novel, by the way, turned into a very unfortunate movie. Disney did that too. But uh, the book is so good. I recommend that book. But it, it, it's the Tesseract was time. Yeah. Like, so so maybe in the Marvel Universe it's different. I can never keep all the Infinity Stones straight. Uh, I think they do whatever the writers want them to do at that given time. So, but But there definitely is a time element. Because you see uh, young Captain America. You see uh, Black Widow alive in a scene in this movie or this tv show excuse me and then there's the scene in the elevator with owen wilson which he's with some group and they're honestly like time police and he's got loki captured and he says time time moves differently here i thought that was a very cool scene putting owen wilson now yeah in the mcu but one thing i picked up on that i thought this was really cool did you see the scene and everyone was dressed like it was the 1960s? Loki himself is in a suit and he's on an airplane. And you could tell there's like a stewardess because yeah. they called them, they called flight attendants stewardesses back then. A stewardess dressed, you could tell by her attire that it's the 60s. And he's holding a briefcase of money. And he says something under his breath. He goes, Heimdall, brother, are you ready? Yeah, I, and I he did. And he jumps out of the plane, and you see, like, the Rainbow Bridge, like, catch him in midair, and, like, that was that. I'm pretty sure, tell me if you think I'm crazy, is Loki supposed to be D.B. Cooper in that scene? I do not know. Do you know who D.B. Cooper is? I, the name escapes me. I, I... Okay, so this happened, This is a real thing that happened in history, and it was over the Pacific Northwest, uh, Oregon or Washington State. Uh, a plane was hijacked by one man who claimed he had a bomb and he said give me all this money or whatever and they gave him the, all this money on this plane and he ended up parachuting out of this plane into like a forest i did hear and he, the story yeah and he was it, it's it's, and it, it's, it's fascinating. to this day fascinating to this day nobody knows whatever happened to db cooper if you ever watch the movie without a paddle which is a guilty pleasure of mine um that's what the movie's about. It's got uh, it's got Matthew Lillard and um, Seth Green. Yeah, it's Seth Green. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's a really funny movie. But the whole movie is them trying to find him. I I could be completely off base here because it was just a trailer, so they don't give too much away. But I'm like, I bet fucking Loki's supposed to be DB Cooper. 
That would not surprise <laughs> me that they would do something like that. Yeah, right? So I, I thought that was really cool. But, dude, I got the biggest rock-hard boner <laughs> when I watched when I watched the trailer for Loki. Uh, man, I'm excited for that. All right, it's that time of the show again to talk about Mandalorian. It's Mandalorian talk, Scott. I'm yeah, enough of, the, enough of the Star Wars shows that are going to be coming. Let's talk about the Star Wars show that we have right now, Mandalorian. This we see the return of Bill Burr reprising his role as Mayfield because Mando's got to find where Moff Gideon is to save Baby Yoda. Yeah, and you love Bill Burr. You love you some Bill Burr. I do like so Bill you Burr. were probably like you were excited to have him back. I I enjoy Bill Burr. I I do like him. A lot. I think he's I think he's a funny guy and I think he's playing a really good he's kind of a good actor in this, I think. <laughs> I've never seen him in anything else, but this, I think he plays a pretty good Mayfield. I enjoy his character Mayfield in this episode more than I liked it the first time with like the prison break shit, you know? Well, we got a little bit more of his backstory. We see like yes. the kind of person he is, the kind of kind of the reason why he left the Empire because the, he realized the Empire doesn't care about their soldiers and somebody made like... If I, I I can't remember specifically what it was. Somebody made like a bad call, or somebody did something that got people killed, and he was he he got pissed off about it and just like I'm assuming just uh, left without asking. What do they call that? Defect or uh, deserted? There it is. Deserter. deserter. He's, He's a deserter. Yeah. <clears throat> Couldn't think of the word. So that's really cool. And we saw uh, Dinjarin take his uh, helmet off again. He took his helmet off again, and Mayfield saw him. Yeah. Yeah, and this is actually, like, I've joked when we talk about Mandalorian before about uh, Pedro Pascal, who I love as an actor. He's great. But I'm like, him. but I'm like, you know, is it him? Or is it, like, because he never takes his fucking helmet off. So, like, I, like I said, it could be like a Dread Pirate Roberts thing. Like, <laughs> like they could have anybody playing that, and they just, like, Oh, we got Pedro Pascal to play him, and yeah. it could be it could be fucking anybody under that helmet. Well, now we actually saw his mug on the screen. His sweaty so, ass fucking hair under that thing. Yeah. He always looks gross every time he takes it off. Not surprising, but yeah. Um, this episode, they had to infiltrate some empire base or whatever, some empire mining facility, refinery, whatever, and they had to get some information as to where Moff Gideon was at. I gotta be honest with you, I was not the biggest fan of this episode. This was kind of like a meh episode for me. I don't really? Know you... I liked it a lot. It didn't seem like a lot happened. Like, they went and picked up Mayfield, they came up with a plan, they went to the place, and they hijacked a shipment uh, truck so they can get to the facility, but I was just kind of like, besides like the scene with Mayfield when he kind of like revealed his backstory and the ending when Mando sent Moff Gideon a message. Besides those two parts, I was kind of like, eh. I, I was. I'm not saying it was bad, but I was like, there's almost to me almost nothing. So now, see, I think it's just how the Mandalorian has been going this season. Pretty much the idea for the show right now is, okay, we have to accomplish A. How do we accomplish A? We get in our spaceship, and we go to a crazy new planet that we've never been to. All right, now we're on new planets. Oh, but to accomplish A, you have to help us with B. And when we do B, then you can accomplish A. So it's like every planet they go to, now there's something new they have to do. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's the premise. That's the premise of Mandalorian. Pretty much. Like, he's trying to do something, and there's all these side missions that he has to accomplish to allow him to complete his main task. Yeah. And that's what we got again. Like, he's supposed to pretend to be a stormtrooper and move this uh, very volatile chemical, this explosive, I don't know, element. I can't remember what it was called. It was over the R it, or something like that. I don't he's know. supposed to get it into this Imperial base. And that's how they get into the base to use the computer to find where Moff Gideon has taken Baby Yoda, Grogu, if you will. And that's the idea. Yeah. Oh, 
But now here there's pirates. Yeah, there's so now alien you... pirates that are like trying to hide. They're not even trying to hijack the shipment. They're just trying to destroy it. For like, I, I'm guessing they're pirates trying to fight the empire. I like, I don't know. Well, like, yeah, because the empire is bad. Here's here's the thing though about them. They kept trying to get on the back of the thing and then open up a door or a uh, 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 hatch or something like that to get to like the outside of the el- canisters where the elements are being stored to put like a thermal detonator on it but the problem is like the the way that the show was writing itself it seemed like you go a little too fast you hit the wrong bump and it's almost going to explode so i don't understand why they needed to jump on the back of it to do it why didn't they just have like a bunch of people go up fan off the mandalorian just attach to the back of the thing or the bottom bumper where you can't reach it like it seems like the slightest bump will set the shit up i don't understand the the need to get on the back and open a hatch to do it like it right, didn't, it didn't make any sense. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe in the container that it was stored in. So I, I have no idea. It seemed I have no like idea about that conflict for conflict's sake, and that's kind of all it seemed. It didn't seem to make any rhyme I or reason think or sense. The Mandalorian, dressed as a stormtrooper, actually a tank trooper, to be if you want to be specific, dressed as a tank trooper, on the back of the moving, exploding rig fighting the pirates in hand-to-hand combat, I thought that scene was fucking awesome. Oh, I loved it. It was a cool scene. The problem is, I don't really know who those guys are or what their reason is for wanting to destroy these shipments. I kind of didn't care. I was like, these are just some generic baddies just showing up for no reason. Like, who are these guys? They don't have to have a reason. They don't have to have... The Empire, they're basically the fucking Nazis. (laughs) They're bad guys. Anybody who wants to stop them in any way is okay with me. So, in a roundabout way, Mando is kind of kicking the ass of the good guys that are trying to fight the Empire. Again, though, I don't know who they are, so I don't care. Like, I don't. I have. They, to, if you want me to care about why these people are fighting the Empire, you got to tell me who they are. You got to give me like a little bit of a story about them. Something. Small. Well, they were referred to as pirates, which we're not doesn't make any that. sense because pirates plunder and steal they don't just destroy willy-nilly so that makes no sense so that's not entirely true um just go with me here on this backstory pirates were also known as privateers so what would happen the the downfall of the pirates is when the british navy and the spanish navy and other groups said fuck this we're getting our asses kicked by these pirates in the caribbean Let's just hire other pirates to fight these pirates because pirates are easily swayed. All you have to do is throw money at them and they'll do what you tell them to do. So the governments started hiring other pirates to fight the original pirates and they became privateers and they'll do whatever for some change, man. They're like, they're like opening an open OnlyFans account. They'll do whatever <laughs> to make some money. So for all we know, somebody hired these, I'm using air quotes here, you can't see that, but pirates to attack the Empire. And they're just doing a job. That's what pirates do. They just want to make money. right. For all we know, and we don't know. Right, we don't. I'm just speculating. I thought it was a cool cool episode. I don't disagree that that there wasn't some fun stuff that happened in it. Me, personally, I thought this was probably the weakest story. I thought this was the weakest episode of, besides those couple, two or three scenes that we had, I thought it was kind of the weakest episode of the entire season so far. I mean, the the ending when Mando sent Mon- you first of all, Mando's dick and balls must be huge to send Moff Gideon a warning saying, you have something that belongs to me, that is my everything, and I'm coming for you. You've got to have swinging balls to send your enemy on a goddamn uh, mini Star Destroyer that kind of message. Yeah, I I get what the show was doing with that because we didn't know this last week. You and I weren't sure. We know now that this episode that we're talking about right now was the next to last episode. There's one more. There's one – There's. There's this one more episode. Like, this feels like a, such a short season. It feels. There's like one. It. There's one more episode. So I get what they had to do. They had to. They had to get the the viewers excited. They had to make our dicks hard. 
<laughs> they did. But in real life, that's not a smart thing to man. Oh for no, Mando it's stupid. It's dumb. He should fun. have not. He should have done nothing and not sent that message and let Moff Gideon think, oh, he was just a Mandalor. He doesn't care. He's not. and then when you show up and surprise him, well, now he's gonna be fucking ready. So yeah, he should not have sent that message. But I get, I get the production value of it. I know why they wanted to send it. Yeah. Because this next episode is gonna be something special. It's all leading up to this. There's gonna be a big. Uh, there's gonna be a big. End boss fight. I'm expecting. If Mando doesn't teabag Moff Gideon at the end, then it's not worth anything. Well, he's better. He's better. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like. You you liked it. I said it was kind of like, eh. Like, it wasn't a bad I episode. Think, it was okay, like, man. All right, all right. I'm going to go ahead and say <laughs> this season, this was my second favorite episode. Really? Really. I still like the first episode with the dragon on Tatooine. The first episode is probably the best. I fucking love that episode. That, that was so fun. That's a this great one, This one might have been my second favorite episode. There was just a lot of fighting. And a lot of action. Fighting the pirates on the ship. And then when they got into the, the Imperial base, they fought off all those stormtroopers. And I, I just thought there was a lot of action. And I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, that's fine. I I'd like I I sometimes with these kind of shows I like a little more reason behind my action, but it, yeah, it was fun. So A lot of people are just losing their minds when Ahsoka showed up or when Boba Fett showed up. Those big, those two big reveals didn't really do it for me, but these ones, the more fighting and more action, that's what does it for me. I was more in it. I like the Ahsoka episode a lot better. Seeing Ahsoka with her dual wielding her lightsabers and having that cool ass fight, that was fun. And her just being her regular ass badass up, that was cool. I, I enjoyed the Bo-Katan episode too with the other Mandalorians. That was a lot. That was pretty fun for me yeah, too. Bo-Katan. Seeing seeing four Mandalorians. Just going through this entire Empire ship, this transport ship, just blowing stormtroopers away. That was fun. My least favorite episode this season so far was the ice spiders and the frog lady. And yeah, that that was my least favorite episode. That but was I an episode. Where all the other ones happened. were good. Yeah, now, that was an yeah. episode where nothing happened. So um, it was. Yeah. So, yeah, it was. I'm hoping for a great finale to the season. Um, I don't see us knowing who Baby Yoda called when he was on the top of that hill. I don't see us finding out who that is until next season, but we'll see, you know? I hope it, I think my prediction is either, either the Jedi is going to show up and save everybody's ass, or it's going to be like a Force Awakens type deal where the last frame of this season is the jedi taking off their hood and revealing who they are we had a and we had a mutual friend of ours who kind of made a prediction that we didn't make last time we we're like yeah oh, this yeah. could be actually more realistic than any of the other ones yeah go ahead our our, our buddy pelak and yeah. i like it i like it a lot good this can, probably you can tell the listeners this probably makes the most sense of all of them uh, mace windu we didn't mention mace windu no because we all assumed that he was dead but he made a good point that how many people has fallen down like a pit or a shaft or anything like that in the Star Wars universe and has come back later on? We got Darth Maul, we got uh, Emperor Palpatine. Like they've all come back. Why can't Boba Mace Fett Windu? now? Yeah, yeah, Boba Fett. Why can't Mace Window? He he just got blown out the window with some force lightning. Like we didn't see him die. He he can easily come back. Yeah, that's that's a good point. And Disney and- has the money for Samuel Jackson too, so. Yeah, I would love to see Samuel L. Jackson as Mace Windu. That's my new front runner. Um, I still think it could be, uh, could be Luke Skywalker. Mm, that's the weakest. I think it, I think it could be. Mm-mm. I think it it could be uh, it could be Ezra Bridger. That'd be cool. That would be. Cool. I it, would accept. It that. could be. Uh, it could be Cal. Uh, what's his last name? Cal, Cal Kestis. Cal Kestis. I think that's a good possibility too. I think there's a lot of strong options of who. The Jedi could be. Yeah. Well, well, we'll have to see. We'll see it soon, yeah. hopefully. If not, we'll see it next year. I don't know. But that's our talk for Mandalorian. It's time to get into everybody's favorite segment. The newest segment for 2020 that we started, Coercive Cinema. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Of course, Cinema Cinema is the segment where we each give the other hosts a movie that we've seen that they have not seen and make them watch it. And they're going to talk about it for the next show. So, Scott, why don't you go first this time? Okay. So you gave me the movie to watch called Nightcrawler, starring Jake Gyllenhaal. And uh, basically what a Nightcrawler is, it's a freelance, I guess, photographer, videographer, who goes out and finds newsworthy events and films or takes pictures or do, does even does interviews and sells back to a, a news company, a news agency. And it gets put on like the television news. Um, that's basically what a nightcrawler is. And you're introduced to Jake Gyllenhaal's character who's a down on his luck, doesn't have a job. He's kind of a bum a little bit. Like yeah. he's, he's, he's not a very redeemable guy. And he just stumbles across this night crawling way of life and he dives in full on. And uh, it just, as the movie progresses, you get to know him and he, he really sucks as a person. Yeah, he's not a very redeemable character. No, his, his character sucks. Uh, I thought it was going to go a different route than it did. I, here's my prediction that didn't actually happen. I thought he was going to turn into like almost like a villain and he was going to start creating crime where crime didn't exist just so he could record it and sell it to the sell it to the news. That didn't necessarily happen. It kind of did when he cut the brakes on uh, Bill Paxton's character's van. Yeah. Who was a rival Nightcrawler. But that wasn't so much as a to do newsworthy to make money. It was more of like a revenge thing. Um, but his partner who helped about like gets him killed in, in a terrible, terrible way. And you know he the breaking story was that was that uh, the home invasion that killed those people, and he knew who did it. And he sat on that information just so he could follow them around and wait for them to do something else again. But he didn't do what I thought he was going to do and go out and create problems just to just to film them. Um, yeah. Well, so what do you think about this movie? You're the one that assigned it to me to watch. I I like Jake Gyllenhaal a lot. Um, me too. Me I, too. I enjoy this movie because I think it it kind of circumvents a lot of expectations you have of certain movies. Like the main character, as I said before, he is not a good guy and he is not a redeemable character but he's still the main character like he's the one you're following around and everything like there's no redemption arc for this guy there's no realizing at the end that oh the way the things that i've been doing has not been actually healthy and it's not been nice it's not been the way it's not been humanely good so i'm gonna stop doing it he's just like eh i'm just doing it and i'm making money like this is my way of life and i have a passion for it like at, at a certain point in the movie if i remember correctly it's been a while since i've seen it i think like his um he had like an assistant or an understudy or something like that who gets hurt and instead of calling for help like he starts videotaping it like i think he gets in a car accident or some weird something like that i i don't remember like refresh my mind is that what happened uh the guy who was helping him yeah no he gets shot and killed oh yeah he gets shot i, I knew something happened i can't remember what it was something happened he gets shot but like when he when it happened, like he didn't immediately call nine one one. Like he pulled out his camera and was filming the scene. Yeah, that yeah. was the moment that I realized, oh, like he's he's not redeemed, but he he's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. Mm -hmm. And I thought I thought that was interesting, and I kind of enjoyed. Uh, yeah, it, it was a def. It was a whole culture to this night crawling that I was I was unaware of the free the freelance videography stuff. To sell to the news. Um, now I'm sure this is Hollywooded up big time. I'm sure it's not yeah. this cutthroat, but uh, yeah, it was a cool idea for a film. Um, just a lot. It, Jake Gyllenhaal did a good job. He was by far the most important character. Uh, there was some secondary characters, like I said, Bill Paxton and uh, just a couple other people. But the the whole movie revolves around Jake Gyllenhaal's character. And you hate him. Yeah. And and Jake Gyllenhaal's very method. He's a very method actor. 
So uh, he did an awesome job getting us to hate him. So hats off to him. He did a fantastic job. Uh, the movie was kind of a downer. Like yeah, it was pretty much, yeah. It was kind of like a depressing thing. Um, Maybe not the best movie to watch in 2020, I guess. Yeah, man. He, he, <laughs> and I mean, the police, they, they couldn't even like go out. They had no proof. They couldn't get him. He was a smart guy. I'll give him credit. He, he was kind of maniacal with his with his thought process and that that helped him in the long run yeah but uh yeah i, I had to watch something more lighthearted when it was over because i was like damn that, that didn't turn out well i don't blame you for that one yeah um okay um my pick for that you chose for me to watch for course or course of cinema is snow white and huntsman yes now there is a lot of good actors that i really enjoy in this mm-hmm. piece of shit <laughs> i let me tell you i thought this movie was not good not good at all it there i like a lot of the chris hemsworth stuff he was great um mm-hmm. but it gets a zero out of ten for me because they didn't use real dwarves they used actors standing on their knees wait a second they, wait a second they didn't use real dwarves Whenever what do you mean? Re- what do you mean? Real dwarves? Like real, like little people? Well, they're not really dwarves. But you know what I mean. They didn't use like real <laughs> actors that short. Like, like Hollywood. Adam, dwarves aren't real. <clears throat> you know what I mean. You know what I mean. They didn't use real little people to play the dwarves. That's what they didn't do. They used big name actors, but fucking Bob Hoskins, uh, Nick Frost, Toby Jones. I love those guys. Like those uh-huh. are just a few of the names, but they're not real little people. Like the, Hollywood, I'm sure is full full of actors of little people that they could have hired to do this uh let me name you one i love a lot warwick davis he's looking for work i'm sure he's been peter dinklage peter dinklage that's another one exactly hollywood has filled with little people actors that i'm sure would have killed for a paycheck but no they had to go and hire a bunch of uh people who i admittedly love but they're not little people so thanks hollywood for being uh assholes um charlie theron great i, I really oh my god how much enjoy... of a babe was she in this movie yeah i don't get the whole thing of like how she's not the fairest in the land who says kristen stewart is fairer than charlize Theron? let's be honest wow kristen, she kristen stewart is pretty she's a pretty woman but she's not yeah. fairer than charlize Theron. i'm sorry no 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 i i, th- I think kristen stewart is very attractive is... i know I know you do not like her, and that's fine. You're I, entitled to I that. I didn't say I didn't like her. I just don't think you, she's But that you've, said, you've said before on this show I just don't think she's times. a good actress. I don't think she's and that's that good. And that's fine. That's fine. You don't have to. I think she's smoking. That's just my personal yeah, taste. She's, she's an attractive but, woman. But compared to Charlize Theron, oh my God. Charlize in this Theron mo- is the fairest in the land. In I this movie especially, wow. She yeah. was a babe in it. Oh, man. Um, but no, I, Chris Stewart, very, she is a very attractive woman, not a great mm-hmm. actress in my opinion, but very attractive. Um, but next Charlie Saren, she, she ain't the fairest in the land. Absolutely not. Um, it just, it's a movie that it does the thing kind of similar to what we talked about in Mandalorian when Boba Fett showed up. It tried to take something that sucks and make it cool. Snow White sucks. That's not a great story. It's a shitty story. It wasn't a great Disney movie. Maybe it was great for its time, but it's not a great Disney movie. It kind of sucks. And I try to take that thing and make it great. It it doesn't make any... For, here's, here's a, a specific part that kind of irritated me just a little bit. And this is most of the way through the movie. Like when they riot out of the castle to charge uh, the gates of the other castle where Charlize Theron's character is, Ravina. Um, first of all they throw Kristen Stewart's character Snow White on a horse and she's riding like she's ridden her whole fucking life this child has been in a uh, tower cell her entire life she does not know how to ride a fucking horse and I know from what I've heard from other people that riding a horse is incredibly difficult the first time you do it so there's no way she's charging with a bunch of knights also, I think the most glaring uh, thing that that plot hole that I'm curious about is why the fuck did the evil queen keep her alive in the first place? It that makes no sense. She killed her dad, the king, and she took over the castle and killed a bunch of people. What the fuck was the point of keeping Snow White alive? Fucking cut that little girl's throat and move on with your life. 
Made no sense. Only made sense for story plot purposes. That was it. Made no sense as a right. evil queen trying to rule a land. Makes no sense. Okay, okay. I, I, I'm going to add my two cents here because, uh, yes, I agree with you on why the heck didn't the queen kill Snow White. Uh, yeah, she probably should have. That would have been the smart move. But if she would have done that, then there wouldn't have been a movie. Um, but I also want to say make, as far as her riding the sense, horse, riding the horse into battle, the only reason that that might have been necessary is because the queen had magic powers. Like, she couldn't be defeated, but her magic came from her beauty. That was kind of like the narrative they were going with. Her magic was her beauty. The fact that she, the reason she was so vain and had to be the fairest in the land was because that's where her power came from. They showed the little backstory with her yeah. mother. Like, didn't, so didn't because, it, because, fine. because now that Snow White is allegedly the fairest now she is losing her power because she is no longer the fairest so having snow white there only helps to diminish her magical abilities i'm not saying snow white shouldn't have been there i'm just saying she should have been riding on the back of chris hemsworth horse or something like that this <laughs> woman does not know how to ride a horse she does not 100 yep. percent. and that's another thing that i'm that irritating about this movie and irritates me about movies like this why do we need to have the backstory of why the queen is evil and where she got her powers? Why do I need to know that scene? Why can't she just be evil for evil's sake? It makes what like when did I understand for certain stories it's kind of cool to see like the motivations of certain villains and things like that and why they're doing things. But for other stories like this one, just let her be an evil bitch. Why can't she just be an evil bitch who hates men and wants to conquer the world and destroy everything? Another point I want to say, I, 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 will, I will disagree with you on the fact that the story of Snow White sucks. I disagree with that. I think, is Snow White my favorite Disney movie? No. Is it top five for me? No. But is it iconic? Yes. It is the first Disney animated classic. And the story itself, like, I like the movie. I think it's... Iconic the seven dwarves are hilarious. Iconic are doesn't mean great. good. I think it's very good, personally. And there's a lot of people who would probably agree with me. Again, this is a podcast. You are allowed to have your opinion. Exactly. You're allowed. You're allowed to say I don't like Snow White. That's fine, Scott. But I like it. I like Snow. Scott, I like the story of Snow White. You can have your opinion, no matter how wrong it is. You are welcome to your opinion. <laughs> See, here we go. Here. <laughs> No. At any rate, at any rate, I, when you look at the – this this was one of the earlier ones with all the fucking rage of turning Disney animated classics into live action movies. And I know you've talked shit about Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast and a lot you, – you've come on here and you've done that. I know how you feel that you don't care for them turning these animated cartoons – into live action movies, but I dig it, and I dig this movie. Scott, I Scott, yes. I, I, I never. I. It's not that I don't care. I would be excited for them if they did them well. I think this is my third favorite one. I love Maleficent, which is the story of Sleeping Beauty with Angelina Jolie. That movie is fucking awesome. That's probably my favorite one. And that movie made a shit ton of money. So much so that they made a sequel. The Mistress of Evil. Uh, my second favorite one, I think, is the live action Alice in Wonderland they did. With Johnny Depp as the Mad Hatter. That, that was fun. That was a fun one. I like that movie a lot. And again, guess what that movie did? That movie made a shit ton of money. So guess what they did? They made a sequel through the looking glass. Um, not, not as good. Not, one, not as good. I, st I still, I actually still like Through the Looking Glass, and I liked uh, Maleficent too. Also, I like both those. This is my third favorite one: Snow White and the Huntsman. I like it. I don't like it more than Maleficent. I don't like it more than Alice in Wonderland. But I do like it probably more than Aladdin, probably more than Beauty and the Beast, Jungle Book, Lady and the Tramp, Cinderella, all the other ones they did. 
This is probably my third favorite live action adaptation. And guess what? This movie made a ton of money, just like all the other ones. So much so, Adam, guess what they did? They made a fucking sequel to this. Let me tell you about the sequel to this. It is the biggest fucking piece of shit. It's called Snow White the Huntsman's Winter's War. Let me just tell you, Kristen Stewart, who's Snow White, she ain't even fucking in the sequel, because I'll get into the details of that. It, it revolves around Chris Hemsworth, who arguably was the best character in the movie anyway. But uh, the queen in this one had a sister, so now he's going to fight the sister. and Yeah, yeah. It sucks, man. The second one to this movie sucks. Don't watch it. I like this one. But the juicy stuff that I want to get into here, the fun stuff about this, this movie was, it's relatively old. It was done shortly after all of the, the Twilight movies were finally done. And I know how you feel about the Twilight movies. I get it. I get it. But uh, Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart, they were the co-stars of the whole Twilight saga. They even started dating each other in real life. Not just their characters in the show, in the movies, in real life. So when Kristen Stewart signed on to do this movie, she was still with Robert Pattinson. But guess what happened? Uh, she sucked some other dude's dick? Yes. She had an affair with the director of this movie, who, whose name escapes me right now, but he was a married man with two children. And it got... It got out to the public. Of course, the tabloids got a hold of it. And it was the biggest fucking deal. Directed Robert by Rupert, Pattinson, Rupert Sanders, by the way. Rupert Sanders. That's the guy. That's the guy. Yeah, he sucks. I don't think he's done much since this. This pretty much ruined his career. Uh, Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart broke up, obviously, because she cheated on him with this guy. Uh, this guy's wife left him and took the kids because of it. And they were done. So when they did the sequel to this movie... They didn't have the same director doing it, and Kristen Stewart wasn't in it. So I thought that was kind of a fun little caveat you could say about this movie. This movie ruined lives. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Scott, you know what else made a lot of money? What? Transformers and Fast and the Furious. You cannot use that yes! as an excuse as to why it's a good movie. But they made a ton of, both of them made a ton of money. And look how many fucking sequels there are. How many Fast and the Furious movies are there? How many Transformers movies are there? As long as they keep fucking making money, they're going to keep making well, more. That would make that would matter if Chorus of Cinema was about it was a segment about what movie made the most money, but it's a segment of how good a movie is. And this is not a good movie, in my opinion. So I, I was I was pretty bored through most of the movie. I was pretty bored through a lot of it. There were certain okay. parts, there were some parts like Honestly, Chris Hemsworth is an amazing actor, and he is mm -hmm. really good in fight scenes and stuff like that. Even though I know he's probably he was a stunt double for a lot of it, whatever. But he's pretty good in fight scenes, and him swinging that axe around, that was entertaining. Well, I enjoyed that mm -hmm. a little bit. But besides that, I was kind of like, meh. It's, it's, it, was, it was boring. I was like, eh. It, there's a lot of plot holes, a lot of things that just didn't make any sense in the movie. And I'm like, if you're going to... If Disney has all the money in the world, can they at least make their live-action movies make better sense in, in certain parts? Mm -hmm. Such as, well, like, okay, you want to make a better Snow White movie? Maybe make it like this movie, but instead of keeping her trapped in the castle whenever the Queen's forces take it over, why didn't, she why didn't they let her escape with William? Let her escape with William. They hide her out in, in like a in like a like a warrior female village where she's taught like a little bit of fighting, a little bit of sword, a little bit of horse uh, play and stuff like that. They keep her hidden for like a long time. You know that would make it a little bit more sense why she could ride and do a little bit of fighting and stuff like that. But I don't know. Make it make sense, Disney. Come on. Fair enough. Anyway, didn't. Didn't care for it that much. wasn't wasn't the worst, but didn't care for it that much. I'm just glad you've seen it now. I'm sure you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so it is time to give our next picks for next week's course of cinema. Okay. Scott, what I want you to watch for next week's course of cinema, and I'm going to double check uh, here in a moment 
to make sure that it is still on Netflix. I do I huh? do believe it is on Netflix. Um, I want you to watch a movie called The Happy Time Murders. Happy Time Murders. Yes. Okay. It, Never it is, heard of it. It is the um, the puppet noir detective film uh, starring um, what, what's her name? Crap. Hold on a second. It is starring Kay, uh, Melissa McCarthy. That's that's her name. Melissa McCarthy. Oh, okay. And it's about puppets in the real world. So okay. I want you to watch Happy Time Murders again. I just confirmed it. It is on Netflix. Okay. So uh, we've had this problem happen a couple times. Hopefully it doesn't happen this time. But I'm going to give you a movie that was on Prime, Amazon Prime Video. Uh, I know it was on a couple days ago. Hopefully it's still on there. You are going to watch the movie Free Enterprise. Free Enterprise. Yes. Um, I don't want to give too much away. Uh, it's it's a comedy. There's a lot of dry humor. Um, yeah, the it, it's it's very clerksy. How uh, how Kevin Smith uh, Kevin Smith did Clerks on his own. You yeah. know, wrote it, produced it, directed it. The two main characters of this movie are the writers, producers, directors. Uh, this is their this is their love child, if you will. This is their baby. And I really, really thoroughly enjoy it. Um, William Shatner's in it. Uh, one of my favorite 90s, early 2000s rappers, Rated R. I love Rated R. He's in it. And, uh, oh, the guy's name. I can't think of his name. He used to be a Mad TV, uh, the black dude. He was really funny. He's in it. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see you watch this movie and see what you think about it. You sound it pretty well. I'm excited to watch it. I enjoy this movie, yes. So again, uh, next week's Square Cinema, Free Enterprise on Amazon Prime, and The Happy Time Murders on Netflix. If you want to get a hold of Free Distraction and tell us what you thought about Mandalorian and Snow White and all these other fun things we talked about, email us, distraction at gmail.com. We're on all the social media sites. Well, most of them, I guess. Facebook and Twitter, search Free Distraction at PodcastFYD. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes, search Free Distraction. We're also on Spotify and Google Play, search PodcastFYD. Rate us, like us, share us with your friends. The way we grow is if you guys help us grow. We are also a member of the B-Roll Podcasting Network. Head over to Podbean and search for the Movie Guys Podcast. That is our official, unofficial hub for the B-Roll Network. We are still a member of the Electronic Media Collective. Head over to electronicmediacollective.com and find us on there with a lot of other really great shows. Show the Electronic Media Collective that we are great. And as of right now, this should be updated with all the current episodes. I believe that issue that we had was fixed. So, yes. We're coming to the end of the year, Scott. We are. We are. We got some big things coming up. Uh, our annual year-end episode year that we end do every up, year, yep. that's coming up. And we're also coming up on our 200th episode. So yes. we're going we're gonna to be thinking about some special things to do for that. Look for the uh, Distraction Only fan site. Thank you.